0: Hiya,
1: Clitterati. Do you want an insider perspective on the adult industry? Are you ready for all things stripper, sex, and sluttery? Our guest today wrote her first book in 2012 called The Beaver Show, the crass and inspiring saga of an enterprising mega babe, which she is, which then led her to her sex-positive comedy international tour, Venus Flytrap. You may have seen her portray Jackie in the 2019 film Hustlers. And we're all going to be checking out Strippers Forever, her apparel line that celebrates sex workers. And I got to say one more thing. She's a fucking talented erotic artist. We're very excited to introduce Jacqueline Francis.
2: Woo! Hi. Welcome hey. to the studio. Hey. Thank you for having... Thank you for that illustrious introduction. Erotic artist.
0: You're welcome. Yes. You are. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We're all very excited to have Jacqueline here today. We're fangirling out a little bit. We're like, oh, we want to be like her. She's so f- amazing. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So um, and we were just chatting... If only I could be so free. <laughs> I know, right? We're getting, we're getting there. We're getting there.
2: We're, we're not there. <laughs> free until we're all free. So let's help each other. Well yeah. said.
0: Well said. Yeah, I Absolutely. got that. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, trust me, I have demons y'all can help me with too, for sure. All right. <laughs> we can do that for sure. Um, so <laughs> let's, let's just dive right in. So tell us a little bit about your story of how you got to where you are today. Like what had you decide to start working in the adult entertainment industry?
2: I became a stripper, I guess explicitly stripping is the adult entertainment industry, but like I've always been a slut and like a night owl. So I was bartending. I was like, go, go dancing. I was doing really bad burlesque. Oh, it was so bad! I was so bad. <laughs> uh, I, and I've always, I wanted, wanted, to always wanted to do that. Oh my God, go and do it! It was I was so bad. I just wanted to rip my clothes off. I was poorly rehearsed. The song was too long. <laughs> I danced to Proud, you guys. I danced to "Proud Mary" by Tina Turner. No white girl should ever fucking do a burlesque <laughs> on that, but I did. And I, I did. I did so much bad dancing, and, and I continued to do every, every day bad dancing, but then I became a stripper because I like I was in Australia I was traveling and I was out of Mm. money and I just like was like fuck it I'm tired of not having any money and stripping is like you know the big bucks or that's what I thought so I just got into stripping when I was 23 (laughs) and did it for 10 years and it led to everything else like it led to stand-up comedy it led to illustration it led to it's just stripping (laughs) is like learning that you absolutely need absolutely nothing to make a living apart from yourself mm. and once you understand that you can do literally anything as I am demonstrating with my life right now <laughs> and I will continue mm, to wow. demonstrate for the rest of my fucking life I'm doing whatever the fuck I want right now it's like doing a lot of therapy and self-care and painting giant abstract paintings that's what I'm doing right now who's gonna pay me for it we don't know yet isn't that exciting I love to be discovered. Thank you. I like it, too. There are moments of like, oh, fuck, I have to like work again. But generally it's, it's pretty chill.
0: That's amazing. So wow. we heard we heard an incredible story about you. and I, just, I saw this on your Instagram. <laughs> Katie, Katie wants to fact, chunk, fact check something with you. <laughs> oh my God, yes. So did
1: you really wear a blue strap on to go into work and ask for a raise? Like to feel like you had a dick? Or did I misread that?
2: The I, interpretation I like does not do. belong to the art. I is think that something that I'm going to tell you, you, that are... you that the mythology is important and if you need to put on a blue dick to go and ask for a raise, you need to do that.
1: Mm. I, I'd you never thought of doing something like
0: that. Yeah, but now that. with Was the zoom, you
2: can wear your. I could be wearing a dick right now, and you wouldn't, right? Oh, the
0: I only love strap that. on the only strap on I have is pink, but I kind of like that's perfect think because it's like works. it's like a feminine dick.
2: I'm gonna try that. Mine is blue. your dick can be whatever you want. But when you find your lucky penis, it will change your life and it doesn't attach to any other person, but you Mm. your lucky penis, you can buy it for like, it's 50 cents. A banana could be a lucky penis. So could a $200
0: strap on. I think, that, is I, think that, right now. I think that, I that the have, three of like, us need to try this for a week and then yeah. like do an episode 100%. about it. Or like a month even. I like to, I wore a penis for a month and this is what happened. <laughs> I
2: wore yeah. a dick. Yes. This is really, I'm working on a script
0: actually called The Lucky Penis. And if you do it, if you do it, you guys can, you guys can help me write it. Oh my God, absolutely. Okay. Love this. this is the kind of shit we do.
2: Yeah. This is what we love. Yeah, I want, wow. yeah, wearing, wearing a dick and seeing what happens. It'd be really easy to do with like,
0: I did actually do this one time. We were, we were on, we throw, I throw like a festival every year. It's like a micro festival. It's like maybe just 20 people deep in the woods. And I brought my strap on just to have fun with my friends. But um, one day I felt called to wear it as an outfit. So I did. I came out in like pasties and a strap on and I, and people were like, what's up? I'm like, I just felt like having big dick energy today. today. Just felt (laughs) great.
2: It's an and it was pretty
0: empowering. It's <laughs> an accessory. It's like ever a put on in my life.
2: It's not yeah. that deep, guys. Just put it on. It could be any color you want. Dishwasher safe. I want a rainbow one. Right? Yeah, it's totally available. I bet they have them. I'm you
1: sold on the dishwasher safe. I can just. I don't have to actually clean it.
2: No, I'm there a you go. For you, this is the 21st century. Exactly, exactly.
0: Exactly. Oh my God, that's amazing. So speaking of coming out in a strap-on costume like I did, so one of the distinctions that that we've really made on this show that we talk to our listeners about is the difference between fantasies and desires, okay? So fantasy allows us the freedom to explore and not have to follow through. And a desire is something that you actually truly like want to fulfill. (laughs) Um, Working as a stripper are you fulfilling a fantasy for the people in the room? And did you ever struggle with blurred lines from the people you entertained?
2: Every day. <laughs> <laughs> Every day. It's complicated. Every single person, like everybody has boundaries. Everybody's boundaries are different. And everybody's boundaries are different with different people. Mm. So you can have this whole belief system and like you're, again, you're not a machine. You're a human being. and and everything you feel fluctuates so yeah, yeah. I don't know I yeah. guess the ultimate fantasy for real is is I was just living out my dream I always wanted to be a stripper or a groupie but I like dancing on stage naked so and I get getting paid yeah. I don't think groupies got paid pretty sure they didn't get paid
1: no they but don't no
2: you know no, let's we should reevaluate that as a culture but are there strippers of like all
0: ages I'm like is it too late for me
2: yeah <laughs> No, I'm thinking about going back. So I'm retired. I've been retired for two years, but I kind of miss it. Like, I don't want to be like, Jack, the stripper, goes to a strip club. But I kind of want to like sneak in and go flirt with some strangers and like grind on some laps because like I'm human (laughs) and my fantasy is talking to a bunch of people who want to flirt with me and then not having to do any follow through, taking money and going home. Like that's my sexual fantasy. So that's why I was so great at stripping because like, yeah. You know, I was just a huge yeah. cock tease and I found the right job for me. Oh my God. Oh my God. I love you <laughs> I so love much. You. Yeah. I mm-hmm. love you. you just gotta, you gotta th- find th- out what what's your calling is. And that was, what's one of my call
0: I love that. You yeah. too. I'm inspired. I've been called to it too. I've just, I just never have had like the confidence. I'm like, like body image or blah, 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 you know, it's, it's, and I am a performer. So I am a, a professional singer. So I have no problem being on stage. I'm like, what if I was like the singing stripper? And, like when yeah! like, oh <laughs> I sang and stripped.
3: I want to throw a play party where like you're, that's what, that's a huge part of the whole evening.
0: <laughs> you know, Baby Sugar, and you and I could connect and do a one night show and like that we could do an episode yeah. about it. I know Katie, I love it. would you, I'm would good. you ever do it, Katie?
1: I don't know. What kind of show? Wait, Lindsay, can I ask you,
2: what's your, what's your fantasy? You want to be a stripper. What is it, if, if, if you could work through the confidence that you're talking about, what does your fantasy of being a stripper look like? Because there's so many different things.
0: Yeah. Thank you for asking. So my fantasy is just like, it's like being on stage and just being like adored. Yes. And, and being like, like being their fan and being their fantasy, you know what I mean? And just like playing with them and like being the one in control. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. That would be it. Like, like, and just like always like, see my fantasies are always like the babysitter who fucks the dad. So there's like a, there's an element of like taboo for me. So there's like, for me, like it's like not, it's naughty and like naughty really makes me horny.
2: Yes. Yeah. That sounds yeah, like a you can do. Yeah, I think And so. like Katie and Sugar, can you support her in helping making that happen? Maybe. Or maybe not. Yeah, I maybe be right the, there next maybe to maybe her. Maybe this is not be... appropriate. But like once you kind of- No, talking, this is totally appropriate. is <laughs> not like, appropriate. We, why I'm trying we... to be right next to that woman right here. You know how we ask kids, what do you want to be when you grow up?
3: Yeah. Like, yeah. Why are not we
2: asking our friends, like, what is your sexual fantasy? How can I support you in becoming the slut that you want yeah. to be? Like how can we do that for each other? And I think it's like, I think it's starting, I'm in my mid thirties. I think it's starting to happen amongst my friend group because we're all getting freakier.
0: Oh yeah. Our friends are freaky. No I'm just, I am having this idea of like, we could start like a regularly occurring Madison. Like, we could do like a regular occurring play party where each like maybe one or two people, like a, like a month get to fulfill their fantasy and everybody supports their day. them for that. It's, it's their like day. their birthday. Um, yeah, this is what yeah. I live for. I'm their here fuck for this. day. yes, their fucking, <laughs> their, fuck their fucking
2: day. birthday. It's their Scottish fucking day. birthday. Yeah. <laughs> and so then, like, however, amazing. whatever the person wants, they voice the concerns and, like, the actually, I have an example of this. I went to okay. a queer fairy festival in the middle of Tennessee like ten years ago. But be- be- <laughs> there was like, it was an amazing festival, and we watched this incredibly long talent show. Host, but it, that was so good because they fed us all pot brownies beforehand. So we're in this middle of this Great. festival. Everybody's queer as hell. It was beautiful. And at the very end, the host of the night, she said, it has always been my fantasy to be peed on. So I would like anybody who is willing to come up and pee on me. And she sat in a bucket and people from the audience volunteered to come up and pee on her. And it was <laughs> Beautiful.
0: That is some will, teamwork right there. I will never, <laughs>
2: I will never be the same after experiencing that talent show.
0: I'm obsessed. What, a, what <laughs> an incredible environment for her to feel safe enough to really share such a like a what could be considered like you know vulnerable fantasy. Well, being mm-hmm. on stage makes you
2: pretty high and delusional about what you're creative capable of.
0: Right. That's why I, I like I it. Like, <laughs> like, the endorphins made you do right. it. Right? Yeah. Yeah. So, like, give I'm like, all right. My fantasy is like. Yeah, my fantasy would be like, I want everyone to pretend to be like, I want to be like in a gangbang with all the soccer dads, like all my friends' dads. And then I like get so crazy that I turn into like a like a stripper, like the best stripper that California's ever seen. Yeah. Yeah. I love how there's soccer
3: dads in a gangbang. Like, I feel like that's an oxymoron. I don't know. I
0: feel like you'd ever find a soccer dad in a gangbang. But this is my fantasy. <laughs> I got it. I okay. love it. So, okay. So if I am going to be doing this, I, I always find, you know, d- people on stage strippers to really have this, this confidence like I've never seen before. Um, And it's like a way of being like, and from your experience, like how did you or how do women build themselves up to have confidence with like so publicly with their sexuality? Like, do you have any tips?
2: (laughs) I mean, I'll just tell you my story because like that's the only tip I really have. But So I was bulimic for eight years. I was in recovery, then became a stripper. But I had like terrible body image issues. I still have hella body image issues. That I'm like, I'm totally recovered. And then I realized, no bitch, there's still work to be done. Because it really affects like your whole psyche. But I became a stripper. And I thought like, I wasn't hot enough, wasn't whatever, thin enough, but blah, 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 all the shit, right? Yeah. And I got up there because I needed money. There's a point. And then for me, it was, it was financial destitution. And that's the point for a lot of people to go into stripping because it's so taboo, right? But when you need money and you have to get up there and do it, and somebody gives you a dollar for looking at your pussy, it is so validating. It is healing. Mm. The Mm -hmm. here is money for looking at your body. So I, everybody's Mm. story is different, but my total like perception of my body and like what made it sexual, what made it strong completely changed because I was being paid for it every night to dance naked. I love dancing naked. I got paid to do it now. Like it was really, it really changed my, the way I view my body and my body. And like also, and I'm still like super privileged, right? I'm a thin white woman. It's not like I can't speak. I can only speak to the experience that I've had, but I can say that, that um, it was a privilege to be hired at these clubs because they are pretty exclusionary and racist and ageist Mm -hmm. and all this stuff. They are. So not everybody gets to have this experience, but I want to change. I think it's changing and I want to be part of the change. I am part of the change of making sure that more people can have this experience or just be able to make money dancing naked because everybody likes looking at that and everybody likes Mm -hmm. looking at all different kinds of bodies doing that. We're all perverted. We're all horny Truth. and we all throw money at what makes us hard or wet or whatever, you know? So it's like everybody mm, should have the opportunity fair. to get up and shake everything around and like be slutty and get paid for it because it will change your whole perception of how the world works and your part in it and how much power you have.
3: Oh my mm. God, I'm I, I obsessed with this conversation. It's uh, my like pussy is tingling. I just like, I feel like the four of us, Katie, you can participate in any way you want. We mm-hmm. should- We should do a comedy strip show together. I'm just saying.
0: I don't want. I mean, you can do comedy. I, I, yeah, I want it to be dead serious. (laughs) Like, and (laughs) now that I'm hearing, fine, that's fine. I'm (laughs) aligning. I align. (laughs) It's fine. Well, I want it to be because, and when I'm hearing what you're saying about people paying to see your pussy, so have you ever read Pussy Reclamation by Mama Gina? Not by yet. Regina Shamash. It's the book that inspired like our whole show. And there's a chapter mm-hmm. in there when they talk about like ancient history, how pussy flashing like healed the world, right?
1: Obviously.
0: Yeah. And they they
1: still <laughs> right, do it right, in right. So, India.
0: Yeah, they Japan. still do it in India. They like there's like a ceremony where the, you know, the the eldest woman does a pussy flash and everyone is healed in the community. What? Yeah. Yes.
2: Yeah. I just yeah. Got yeah. so excited. Yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah. And so That's what surreal. I'm saying is
2: it's like. Yeah. you
0: were you're basically pussy flashing these people and receiving money for it so there's like an energy exchange totally. and so now I'm like if I'm living this fantasy out with my friends like I want them to be giving me money I want to walk away with a couple hundred bucks yeah. on my birthday <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> <Now you can. laughs> well, that's right instead of bringing instead of buying me gifts tip me <laughs> you know I because I can imagine yeah. because if you're just up there and they're smiling at you that's one thing but if they're if there's an energy exchange I can actually imagine how healing that really would be right yeah yeah
2: every time you really notice the difference and you treat your body differently too because your body is your business and you're Mm. like i want i want to live a healthy life i want my business to run smoothly i want to feel Mm -hmm. secure and so like my health is my wealth that's right you know it's it's really important questions yeah a lot of silly questions
3: okay I have two silly questions. I know we just talked about health and now I'm like, wait, we were just talking about health and empowerment. But I, I really do. I've, it's been on my mind. So two questions is, okay, the pole and the shoes, that's the only thing that gets me because I'm a little klutzy. I'm uh-huh. I'm athletic and hysterical, but like I love dancing on the floor. Like uh-huh. mostly if I'm dancing, you'll see me on the, I'm holding on to something. Do you know what I mean? There's, Or I'm on the ground or I'm on my back. Like that's my jam. Yeah. But like, so talk to me about the shoes. Do they, are they like, how long can you actually walk in them and dance in them before you take them off? And then the pole, like how did you
2: embrace that? Yeah, okay. And own that? Because that shit's hard. It's really, and yeah,
0: it's fucking hard.
2: Look, I'm a businesswoman. I didn't do shit on the pole. Nobody was paying me to do anything on the pole. I talked, I sat, I listened to all your problems. I make you feel really special. And I walk around the pole. <gasps> All right. And oh fuck, God, I have
0: like that. two, tricks, and that's two tricks.
2: I also am like a trained dancer. Like, I'm also mm. a great dancer. I love dancing. It is so important to me. It makes me feel so alive. And like, the pole was part of it. The pole was to hold on to because you're wearing eight inch heels and we're drunk and we need some support. Like, that's pretty. I think that that's why they were invented the pole because yeah. the shoes and the pole, you can't, you can't just walk <laughs> around in eight inch platforms and like not, and like get to the ground without falling on your fucking ass. Like the pole is your, essence. Yes. you know, the pole that's is what, what you hold on to and board. you drag down. Like you can do whatever you want with it. I love all these pole athletes. Now I have a pole in my house. I like, I use it to climb up it, to put on a camera so that I can do aerial shots of my fucking painting. Like that's what I use my pole for guys. Like I am not a pole person. <laughs> I never was. I never (laughs) pretended to be. It's like, I danced mostly in New York, right? Like I traveled around dancing, but most of these clubs are not about the pool. Guys, okay, look, most strip clubs are your dad, right? Your client is your dad. So your dad doesn't care if you really nailed that trick. Your dad cares that you're looking at him and you're not resenting him. Mm. That's Mm. your job. (laughs) (laughs) Talk to these now people. I feel like I really should be a stripper. <laughs> oh, Your yeah. God it's, is like a, a therapist, and that's mine. Some girls dance all night long and don't say anything. One of my best friends, her name's Sunny. She's so hot and amazing and strong. All she does is dance, and she's like, "I don't like to talk." And I'm like, <laughs> "I love you." I like. I wish I couldn't talk. I got nothing else. What would I do if I wasn't talking? I don't know. But like, you find <laughs> she doesn't talk to anyone. No, she just dances. <laughs> And it's like, and I'm attracted to that because I'm so chatty. Right. I love like a shy introvert or somebody who's like withholding of affection and intention. So uh, so there's a lot of girls, there's a lot of, yeah. Right. There's a lot of girls who are, who work like that. Everybody has a different, I shouldn't just say girls. It's like, that's just what they call us at the club, which is wrong because we're women. Adults. Right. But Wait, what do they call you? Girls. girls.
0: Oh, girls. Girls. Yeah, got it. yeah.
2: Girls, 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 right? Like it's fucked up. But yeah. here we are, showing Girl. our bald pussies.
0: I feel like if you if you like had your own strip club, it was like a regular strip club, but maybe on Sundays you had like stripper parties for like women Real or people women. to like live out fantasies. My that strip club alone. is
2: not gonna be for men. Are you kidding? Why would I ever <laughs> do that? Right. <laughs> my strip club is for everyone men are welcome but so is everybody else and my strip club is gonna have is not gonna be just women dancing it's gonna be everybody who auditions who I think has really good stage presence because that's what matters to me I want to go to your club yeah I mean yeah it's like a long way away I need a I need a significant break from strip clubs but
0: I'll go back
2: we'll be on like episode
1: 400 and we'll get a call from you and you'll be like I've launched the club. club. And we'll be like, we've been wearing dicks for two years.
0: (laughs) Yeah, we've been calling this in. We've been we're we're on a plane. We will come to a live podcast at the opening of your club. We've been doing sex
3: magic with our fucking energy cocks for two years. With our, you know, like manifesting that. Manifesting this. Yeah. Hey Clitorati, we wanted to take a quick minute to share about our Patreon. You know, we absolutely love being able to create weekly episodes and continue to
1: normalize our message of
3: pleasure on earth.
1: Our Patreon is a monthly subscription crowdfunding platform that allows us here at Clit Talk to have the flexibility to expand our message without having to worry about how it's going to financially impact us personally.
3: We are committed to expanding and creating new and exciting things like live events and a safe VIP
0: community so you can share and be heard in real time. So, if Clit Talk makes a difference for you and you'd like to connect with us on a whole new behind the scenes level, please consider supporting our Patreon. Your support makes a huge difference for us so we can make a difference for you. My dick is on my exactly. altar. Right yeah. now. Can we see really? it? Can okay. we see it? I love that also, she says she has an altar. Yeah, the yeah. dick's on the you altar. Don't have an nice. Altar? That's altar. I do, we, course, but I love I that do. you do I, too.
2: Yeah, <laughs> you don't have one. Let me shame you for not practicing my. <laughs> shame. Sure. No, I, I have
0: know. an altar, and I have a golden sex chest because I've uh-huh. got a golden we, sex chest. We've all got golden sex
1: chests. <laughs> They're filled with dildos and lots and lots of toys. And vibrators.
0: So fun! <laughs> it's
2: exciting.
0: I, I have one too. That is yeah. one of the perks of um, so what, what, of being on a po- like a sex podcast. Like, I have so many. We we love the company Vush Vibrators. They're Australian based. They've given us like every. I like have so many vibrators. I have vibrators coming out of my ears. Six. My roommate didn't have yeah. any vibrators. She got drunk, broke into my room the other night, and like stole one of my vibrators. <laughs> I was like, "You can have and you them. were mad, like, <laughs> yeah? No, the, fuck no, desperado." <laughs> so there's another world, and I don't know if you have any ex- like like experience around this, like. The world of sugar daddies like really fascinates me. Did you ever have any like sugar daddy? I'm sh- like proposals or like anything like that? Yeah, all the time, I'm sure.
2: Oh yeah, I totally sure. had. I had sugar daddies like when I was like eight, nineteen. So speaking really? arrangements, I was like, so old, right? This is so new. Like I remember being in a hostel, a backpackers hostel in like Budapest on the community computer. And the computer was like a big box. Like this is back in the day and I was on seeking arrangements trying to find a sugar daddy in my European travels. I don't think I found one, but yeah, I had some sugar daddies (laughs) and I was like way before, like when I was just a bartender and I was like, guys will take me shopping. And all I have to do is be cute. And like, they would like buy me sushi and groceries and like, that was it. It was very like adorable.
0: So very innocent innocent, sugar daddy. Yeah.
2: Yeah. And they were just like, so I was so clueless. Like I remember this one guy who took me out. He was so nice. He was like, he was older and he just like walked, he would take me to dinners and like, he took me shopping to Zara. And then one day I was like, I mean, I was like, I'm not getting any cash for this. No cash. Right. I was only getting food and outfits and groceries, like nice groceries. He took me to that nice grocery store. I loved it.
0: He and took you then, to like Air One. <laughs>
2: Basically, Arrow in Montreal, like not Arrow, whatever. Yeah. Well, it's not Canada. Nothing is as like, insane consumer-wise in Canada as it is in America. Like everything right. you can buy here is right. a fucking steroids. You grow up in Canada, everything is just a little bit more chill, and you grow up watching America and being like, "I want that, though. That's bigger." So I live here mm. now. <laughs> but um, nice. but yeah, he took me all these places, and then one day I was like. I want money. I haven't got any money from this guy. I haven't put out either. <laughs> and I was, so one day I asked him, I was like, my student loans are coming up. Can you give me money? And I like, I kind of tried the like sad girl, stress girl card. And then he never called me again. Oh, but yeah. Interesting. It's, like, it's okay. It, it was hurt. like, it, no, it didn't work. And you, and like asking for money is a fucking
0: art. Yeah. And like,
2: right. I was 19. I was like, can I ask the money?
0: Like, no. I'm getting I better at I bet you could get money from him now. Oh, <laughs> how, okay. would you ask for sure. how would you ask for it today? Yeah, what yeah, would you do today? You your it? tips and
1: tricks
2: for asking? Let's role play. Uh, how do we okay. get sugar to daddies to give us money? Yeah, let's role play. I want to be the well, sugar daddy. I, I mean, I think for me, it's like, you give me the offer and the, if the offer is interesting to me. Because like, for me, it's like, let's see what works for the both of us. Like you tell me what's available to you. And if that works for me, we can settle on that. But like, I'm not, mm. I'm not like, you just throw the number out and you see what happens and it's scary every time. Yeah. And like with mm-hmm. any job, you send out the number and you're like, oh, it was too much. It wasn't enough. Like you're always doing that and they'll right. say yes and they'll say no and then eventually you kind of like find your stride.
1: I'm I like... like that every scary. job I've ever had. Yeah. I'm like, yeah. ah, why didn't I
2: ask for more? Totally. I yeah. <laughs> but, but being really respectful depends. Everybody's different, right? Because you, you might be a dom. I always wanted to be a dom. There's nothing dominant about the way I ask for money. I don't think I'm very, (laughs) I'm like, I'm just very much like, well, I mean, some certain people. It's like, yeah, give me more money, but it's really just like, I respect myself a lot and my time is extremely valuable. So if you make me feel like I'm appreciated, then I will like return. But if like, if there's always, there's always when you ask for the money and then you never call again, there's that happens all the time. It's not like an everyday thing where you're like getting the number you want. It's a constant. Right. It's a constant back and forth with different people and you never know. Yeah. And also my friends around me always been like, charge more, charge more. Like we all do that for each Mm. other and that's really important. Yeah. Yeah. You got to have a
0: community. We have a a friend.
2: Yeah. Set your rate sometimes.
0: Yes. Tell you what you're worth. Yeah. That's why the... Yeah. So we have a friend who is a dom and she literally has... Like a guy that just comes over to her house once a week and like cleans her house for her, and she just like yells just, at him the whole time. Yeah. I'm like, how do yeah, I get one like of a those, those in positions. my life? It's yeah. a lot of work. Well, you can
3: actually tell the person apps. where you
2: live, right? That's perfect. Uh, yeah, that's true. It, it yeah, sounds amazing, miserable. but there's a huge amount of trust that has to build there, which takes a huge amount of time. So even though it's lovely that right. somebody's coming to clean your house and they like yeah. don't expect you to bow down to them. You've also had to lay so much groundwork to make that a safe interaction. And they know That's you true. fucking live. It's like, yeah, there's, right. it's not, it's really
0: a serious thing. So I love going to strip clubs like with my boyfriends, but I always wonder if there's, and I know you can only go based off of your own. Is there, you know, how do the other strippers feel about women coming into the strip club? Is like, is, are there any like stereotypes around it or... Is there anything that as women we can do to really like support the environment of, I guess, more traditional strip clubs as they are today? You know what I mean?
2: I mean, make strip clubs less traditional and show up at them. You should go. Okay. You know? <laughs> okay, First good. Of okay. All, uh, yeah, I love that. <laughs> uh, but but But, and also, you are not special just because you're a woman. You mm. are receiving entertainment from someone. You respect their boundaries. You follow their rules. If everybody else in the club is not touching the stripper, that doesn't mean that you can talk to a stripper. Because sadly, in my experience, women have been less respectful of my boundaries in strip clubs than men have. Yeah, it Uh. fucking sucks. The whole, I'm a girl, I'm special thing, has got to go. It's not true. And this is like, maybe it's different now. Maybe the culture is changing. Maybe it's not. I don't know. But I think that, uh, yeah, I hate that. I hate that story. I hate that that's my experience. But that's the truth, Mm. is that I've had way too many women say, I'm a woman I can touch. And you're like, look, to quote, yeah, if you got money, I got time, all right? If you're paying me, we can talk about flexible boundaries or whatever. But you are, you, I'm just expensive because you're touching my titties than if your fucking boyfriend Jason
0: is touching my titties.
2: Right. Like you don't get a a special treatment. No special treatment.
0: You get to worship me just like everyone else. (gasps) Consent is consent is consent, regardless of gender, sexual orientation, any of it. Consent is consent. So yeah. Yeah.
3: Absolutely.
2: Yeah. So interesting.
0: You would
3: think
2: the opposite,
3: but it's interesting.
2: Yeah, we can do better as women. I. Well, it's my theory. I have many, but my theory is that women perform misogyny because that's what they think happens at a strip club.
0: Mm. So, like, no, so basically no. what you're saying is get a, a group of all your girlfriends get a shit ton of cash go yeah. and be respectful and like cause like, yeah would you go to the strip clubs with us katie yeah
1: i, I used to go oh to strip God, clubs all the time a, let's do it oh, let's oh, do a oh, clip God, talk let's too, do a,
0: a clip talk um i love strip clubs. What, what's it called when you're when you're at school and, and you go on like a feel a field trip a, a, clip field, talk, trip? a clip talk yes. field trip yeah. That would be yeah, fun. conversation
3: is reminding me a flashback is coming to my head. I it's one of my memories that I don't really uh keep at the forefront of my memories. I should look at that. Uh when I was 19 though, there was an op- like basically like the equivalent of an open mic night at a strip club in LA. Yeah. Party shop. And it was like a Monday night thing. I was like a senior, maybe like graduated that summer and I was like fuck it, all hell broke loose. I just broke up with my high school sweetheart. I'm going to the University of Miami. Everyone can, I'm ready. Pussy on, pussy power <laughs> on, like on, okay? We had some Hennessy and some blow. And let me tell you something. <laughs> I, had, I, I went and I did the thing. It was amateur night. Amateur night, that's what it's called. And I did it. I did the damn thing. I was like in yeah. the um, changing room with the other strippers. They were like, you got this girl. Now, this is a sad story to the end of this. It's not that my parents found out. They never did. Mom, if you're listening to this, L O L. Now you know seven years. Now you know (laughs) nine years later. (laughs) That's what I was doing on that Saturday night. Uh, And so, no, like I made all this money, and I had this experience of like, oh my god, right? I was stoked. I went up twice, and I don't know. I think the Hennessy like kind of kicked in, and then like I wasn't being that present because I was like high on these like on life, and the whole bag of money got stolen, and I just. I freaked out and I we may or may not have gotten kicked out after that. I I honestly my memory is a fog after that.
1: But your your money got um, stolen? Yeah, this like bag of yeah, I honestly I, I, I don't think it's, it's time for a redo. Night. I think it's time for a redo. You know, and I got to be honest, I had this
3: theory, I was like Oh, they money. do amateur night. They take the amateurs and then they steal their money. I was like convinced that's what happened. I, I mean, felt so violated. I felt like I just earned and I felt so empowered and then I felt like violated
1: a little okay. bit. And like I was like,
3: oh my God, I didn't get that exchange. And I was like, I was just naked dancing and I didn't walk away with anything except regret.
1: Mm. Yeah. Mm. You were stolen. From. Well,
0: yeah, stolen. Sorry that happened.
2: Yeah, that's awful. Well, it's okay.
0: Yeah. Well, Thank you I, have to say, I have to say, like an amateur night or like a fantasy night, like that really inspires me to get into the shape of my life more than like, I want to be skinny. I'm like, I want to be a stripper. Like that inspires me to get into shape. <laughs> And then yeah, you no. and I could go do an amateur night. Sugar, you're I hot. Like go get hue lights.
2: You guys have hue lights—the lights that you can make different colors or whatever.
0: No, what no. hue, hue
2: lights? Light. No, it's that. like a twenty-dollar light bulb that you control with your phone, and you can make lighting however you want in your house. Get oh. hue lights, make them really dim. Put on Janet Jackson or whoever makes you feel hot. Put some mirrors around your house. Put on a hot outfit, and you're gonna see how hot you are today oh my god i love this idea make a strip club in your house you want to you know what you want to
3: know what's amazing i'm gonna do you know what i'm gonna do that her boyfriend soon to be fiance future husband and father of her children (laughs) he is a professional lighting designer (laughs)
2: make give him a job men love tasks oh
0: i'm sure you do it. do
2: it a strip club vibe in the living room Put out a nice (laughs) rub, get some wine, get some weed, whatever makes you feel horny, you know, and then put on your playlist and do it alone first. Don't do it with anyone. Just I just got, we're doing, we're just like a whole remodel in our back. (laughs) And I kind of want to put a
1: pole in my office (laughs) because I feel like it'd be really good exercise. (laughs) And it'd be
0: fucking fun. Put a pole in and have all of the walls be fucking mirrors. Yes. I love um, mirrors. I do
3: a wall of mirrors. Love I
2: do yeah. a wall of
0: mirrors. I'm into it. So hot.
2: Um, um, me of wow.
0: Hot. You've given me so, so many hard. things to do. I'm so excited. I'm and, um, one, of the, one of the, one of the you yeah. of
3: that, yeah. totally. <laughs> You're such an amazing <laughs> listener. Like I just shared this story. I was like, I have no idea how this is going to land. I don't think I've ever shared this on Clit Talk. And you were just like, I'm so sorry that happened to you. And yeah. I, that, just spoke volumes, like the way you just showed up in your listening and your eye contact, leaned in. I was like, "Man, eh, we should hang out." Yeah. <laughs> that is crazy. In almost two hundred
0: episodes, I've never heard that story either, Sugar.
3: No, it's never been a space for it. I, I like it's a. I just remembered it, and I don't think about this memory often. Maybe like once a year, it'll come to my. But if we're not, there hasn't been a space for it to arise until right now, until you, Jock. Like right. honestly. <laughs>
0: Yeah. Um that's amazing. Well, yeah. You you know one of the things that we're huge in really encouraging our listeners and our community to do is self-care, self-care practices. Mm-hmm. Um you know, you you are so in touch with I would say like both your masculine feminine, your sexuality, your authentic like truth around this. What do you do for your for to have like what do you do what are your self-care practices to help you like stay in touch with that authentic part of yourself?
2: I love this question because I'm really working on it right now. I realize Mm. I'm I'm very achievement um, motivated and like overachieving and I do too much. Like I'm so proud of everything I've achieved, but like enough, you know, like slow down, girl, enjoy your life. So Mm. I said to myself, like, why do I work so hard to like achieve or do I work so hard so that I can enjoy my life? So- I rededicated myself to the cause of enjoying my life this year. And my only Mm -hmm. goal, and usually I have like 55 goals a year, like January. I'm like, here's what I want to achieve this year. My only goal this year was to do as little as possible and to see what happens. And Mm -hmm. I have to tell you so much is happening that is really necessary change because I slowed down enough to actually listen to myself. I don't know about you guys, but I'm a people pleaser. And I do not even say what I actually mean or feel or want because I don't even fucking know because I've conditioned myself for my entire life to say what other people want to hear as a, like, wasp lady, as a stripper, as a, like, mm. you know, like, oh my God, it's just like, I thought it served me to be like, just create a really nice environment that ever that makes you really easy going and everything easier right but at the cost of your integrity it turns out so mm-hmm. I'm just like really sl- trying to slow down and uh get in the water I try to go to the water every day there's a and then you know what else I do now speaking of having a dick or whatever I drive topless
0: or I drive naked
2: <laughs> nobody I'm like I'm in the I'm in the country all right I wouldn't say maybe yeah. where there's a lot of stoplights but I <laughs> so go it in LA. Maybe, maybe not in LA but I go swimming. I like, go like this lake nearby, I go swimming. I talk to nature. The dragonflies are all around me. It's heaven. Uh-huh. I get out. and then I drive home and it's like a 15 to 20 minute drive. And I just like take off my bathing suit. I just sit in my towel and I just let the air from the car like drive me off. And it's so uh-huh. good. Like men drive topless all the time. I'm telling you, it feels really good. You should do it. Well, well, that. you know
0: what you could do in LA is maybe just drive bottomless. Yeah, yeah. Like have a top on. Nobody can really see your bottom. Kitty, you, no, you, no. Lindsay, Unless they're drive
3: the most out of all of Unless us. Unless
0: they're
2: trucks. Trucks can actually see
0: everything. Right.
2: So and then I'll be like, you're welcome. You're welcome. Yeah, exactly. Does I mean, it
3: considered public indecency? Because in I'll, I'll let you know,
2: know you if are. I get pulled over. But so far, <laughs> it's fine. I, I think you're just think like another know. weird person in L.A. L.A. is beautiful because of every weird person in their car.
0: I think <laughs> if you <I'm laughs> pulled over one against. of us and we had no pants on, they have met more things to worry about in L.A. than to worry about us. Like yeah. not having pants on in our car. <laughs> mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. So just just yes. let the air well, blow well, on your well, pussy. I love that. Mm. Mm-hmm.
0: Spread your legs mm-hmm. open. I have air a quick question. If you're
2: really thinking about it. are your... like, Yeah. I'm going to do that. <laughs>
3: I have a quick question. What's your astrological sign? I'm so Mm. curious.
2: I am out there. I'm an Aquarius.
3: Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm Aquarius,
2: Cancer Rising, Aquarius Moon. So I'm a mermaid from outer space. What
3: Mm. the fuck? Yeah, Yeah, That's amazing. My husband's a Cancer Rising.
2: Cool. Oh, yeah. We're like secretly sensitive. I used to think I was so unfeeling. And I was, but it wasn't healthy. Mm. So I'm trying to get in touch with my feelings, which is why I get in the water because the water is your feelings. You can't lie in the oh, water. Yeah. You know, when you're in the water, you're like, I know exactly how I feel right now.
0: Right. I was. I was the same way. I'll, I'll just quickly share. Like, it was like a joke in my family. Like, I'd never cried basically for the first thirty years of my life, and I thought, like, oh, I'm just tough. But I, it wasn't that. I was numb, and I did a I program. Did a- There's a communication program that the three of us did that we met each other in. And there's like a big weekend that you do with like a thousand people and they're all sharing these like crazy vulnerable stories and there's distinctions around it. And I started crying and I basically cried for like a year straight to like make like anything yes. would make me cry. Yes. <laughs> and, then, and then it kind of balanced out. I was like, what's going to be like this forever? I cry like, <laughs> like a Tylenol commercial, like just like crying about like everything. So yeah, I, I totally relate to that. I thought I was tough, but I was just completely numb. You had to let that for the go. First, like, yeah, yeah.
2: Yeah, I did. I'm so glad.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Crying is good, yeah. right? Yeah. It's
2: like drugs. You feel so high after you do it.
0: Oh, fuck. Yeah. It.
2: Sometimes if
1: I can't sleep, I'm like, I just start crying and then I fall asleep. <gasps>
2: that's a That's a really good strategy.
1: Yeah. That's
2: I wonder if it's like do. a crying that's... guided...
0: Me- Actually, I cry a lot in guided meditation. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. Almost always for me. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Uh, well, um, Jacqueline, thank you so much for coming on and just being so incredibly vulnerable with us today. Like you are an amazingly accomplished human being. And we, we talked about so many personal things today and you just went there with us and we really appreciate it because, you know, your story and the way you, the way you live your life, I know that people listening right now are really gonna be inspired and take away so much from this episode. I know I personally am. I'm like, All right, I need a little life. dildo and I need to drive naked. And <laughs> and I just, I just love you're like, you're like, you're like a free spirit. Like your inner child is so strong and that's so inspiring. Um, and I love that you're just so honest. Like you're you're such this beautiful, powerful woman. And to be so honest about where you are at in your self-love and self-care journey is. I think really refreshing for someone to be so honest about that. Um, so thank you so much for just who who you've been with us for like the last hour. It was really incredible.
2: Thank you so much for having me. It's yeah, such a yeah, pleasure yeah, speaking yeah. with all of you and your enthusiasm and that you create this welcoming space is really yeah, like, it's precious yeah. and that's important. Hmm.
0: Yeah. So I know we mentioned at the top, but can you please remind our listeners... Um, remind them about the multiple books you've written, um, and how can what is the best way for people to connect to you, to follow you, to continue to like go along your journey with you?
2: Yeah, so you can follow me at Jack the Stripper. Jack is spelled J A C Q, and I would love to see you on Patreon. I also have a Patreon where you know you can tip me for all of my all of the joy I bring to your feet. And then what else? I also am starting to sell my paintings at a sliding scale or trade offers because I want my art out into the world and, and I, I want a certain price for oh it. But like I said, with the negotiation, if someone's going to meet me at a different price and I'm cool with it, I'm also would love to hear from you. So that's where I'm at on my journey and I would love to see you there. And that's at my paintings. are at strippersforever.com.
0: Amazing. Thank you so much. And um, we'll we'll have links to obviously all of that in our show notes. So you can follow her on Patreon. You can, you know, interact with her on her artwork. Follow her on Instagram. Your Instagram feed is so wildly entertaining. I love it. It's great. It's I very inspirational. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Um, so every once in a while... So we used to end every episode with what we call the pussy chant. And it's basically just us saying pussy in whatever way we want. And we kind of stopped doing it, but then our listeners recently have been asking us to bring it back. Would you be willing to do the pussy chant to end this episode with us?
2: Are you kidding? <laughs> <laughs> I figured you might. <laughs> oh my God. I just started chanting, like Buddhist chanting. So I am ready. All right. I'm woman spreading. <gasps> right. You can see. Before. All right. So,
0: All right, so, we'll, so we'll, we'll chant, we'll chant and then I'll go like this and we'll end the episode. All right. All right so okay. here we go. So...
3: Pussy. Pussy pussy, yeah,
2: pussy, 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 pussy. pussy, pussy. pussy.
0: Like pussy. Yeah. <laughs> pussy All right, so thank you Clitorati. And with that, we will see you next Tuesday. Bye-bye. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of Clit Talk. Be sure to visit clittalkshow.com to join the conversation, access the show notes, and discover our fantastic bonus content. Also, be sure to follow us on Instagram at clittalkshow for your clit fix in between episodes.